Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hour number three on your Halloween Monday. Hope you're having a good one. If you're a Cowboys fan, you're having a good one. If you're a Cowboys and Astros fan, I guess that's kind of rare, but you're having a pretty good one today, I would imagine. If you're a Longhorn fan, getting it cranked back up for game week. We'll tell you about those kick times coming up. Chad and Zay on a Monday. Hour number three. Zay's choice, as always. What we got, Zay? Eight ball and MJG. Nine millimeter boys. Mm. Off their classic album, Coming Out Hard. Did you say 1995? Did you say Eight Ball and MJG? Eight Ball MJG. Okay. Underground Memphis rap. Okay. This is like, this is some real OG stuff right here. If people know this, then they they know some stuff. It's a great beat. That is a great beat. Eight Ball is one person. Or eight Ball is one a group. Yo, one Eight Ball is one person. He's gigantic. MJG, not as big. You mean figuratively or <laughs> literally? <laughs> or both? Both. When you say gigantic. Both. Okay. All right. Uh, we hope you're having a good Monday. Hope your Halloween is uh, off to a good start. You got good parties set up. Hope you, if you have younger kids, you got the trick-or-treating all set up. Uh, also, if you got your sports watching set up, you know uh, that it is World Series Game 3 tonight. Hopefully the weather holds off there. Astros trying to go up two games to one in Philly. Lance McCullers will be on the hill there. And it is all orange teams in the NFL tonight. Sounds appropriate for Halloween. Cincinnati at Cleveland. Big night for the Bengals. Because the last couple weeks, it's felt like the Bengals are turning back into, okay, we got to pay attention to them. we got to respect them. But, Zay, if Cleveland beats them tonight and they're 4-4, four and four, I think then they take a step back and the rest of the AFC may not have to worry as much about Joe Burrow. Yeah, I'm very eager to see Joe Burrow without Jamar Chase. We know how good those two are together. There might be the best quarterback wide receiver duo in the league. Now Joe Burrow doesn't have that. What's going to happen? How is this team going to be able to adjust and you know, they did. You're right. They did look like they were getting back to that Super Bowl form, but a loss tonight put them in that four and four. And it's interesting that 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 communism, that division. You know, I don't know if Baltimore will be able to take sole possession of that, but I know Baltimore they ain't losing any sleep with Jamar Chase being right. hurt. That's for yeah. damn sure. So we'll see. I mean. Jacoby Brissett, he's starting to come back to that Jacoby Brissett that we know and seen. And I know Browns fans are waiting for D. Watson to come back. So we'll see how it goes tonight. Yeah, big night for like Boyd and Higgins and those guys to step up 
for Cincinnati. Yeah, Joe Mixon. It'll probably be a big plays. Joe Nixon, yep. Nixon night. Yeah, probably that too. Uh, by the way, speaking of a big night, our man Nate says, guys, how many Sonic corn dogs are we eating today? Ooh! I always forget. Halloween, was it 50 cent corn dogs? 50 cent corn dogs, 50 baby. 50 cent Sonic corn dogs. Our man Nate says, 50 cents. Hey, I think I'll get five now and air fry later. <laughs> it's a good plan. I want to ha- say Sonic has a limit. Uh, I think they'll limit Oh, really? You. Okay. Yeah, you can't be going crazy. Cats would be rolling out of there 30 corn dogs deep and stuff. Can I get a sixer? Can I get a six pack? Maybe. I feel like five might be the limit. Okay. All right. If there's uh, if our Sonic rep is listening out there, please let us know. I know Sonic yeah, heard shout us. Shout out to our Sonic rep. Y'all, we know y'all better than Fletcher's. Fletcher's, where y'all at? Shout out to the Sonic. y'all at? Shout out to the Sonic people. We know you're listening out there. We definitely are going to be coming by for some corn dogs today. Uh, I am definitely going to remind my wife of that. She will be all about that tonight for uh, for dinner. I don't think we uh, had plans. We do now. We do now. <laughs> Sonic date night. Sonic corn dog <laughs> date night, baby. <laughs> Look out. Uh, all right, so we've got a couple of football things to get into on the on the serious side, Zay. This Michigan State story, uh, you know, the game plays out pretty much like most people thought it would. Michigan wins the game, wins the Paul Bunyan Trophy, and then I hear about this incident in the tunnel. So if you haven't seen it, by the time the video starts, there are multiple Michigan State players kicking and punching Oh, they stomped his ass out. A guy that you can't quite see at the very beginning of it, but then you all of a sudden you see a flash of Michigan colors, which it's interesting because of the jerseys. Michigan State were all white, everything, like white helmet and and all that. By the way, Michigan State, in the future, when you play Michigan, wear green helmets. You're Michigan State. What the hell are you doing? What do you mean? We can't do that. You can wear it. Just don't wear it against Michigan. That's a rival game. Look like Michigan State. Wear green. You're Michigan State. Mix it up. No, no, no. You can mix it up. You can mix it up against another team. Michigan State, you're not blue blood enough to be making those decisions. Y'all do whatever no, is comfortable. No, Michigan is, though. Michigan is. You're playing Michigan one State, of, ain't. Come on, you need to show up to play a blue blood and at least <laughs> look like yourself, don't you? All right, anyway, that's just my, that's me, uniform police. But it made it a weird video because you just see this just blur of white with all those uniforms and helmets. And then all of a sudden you see the maize and blue in there. By the time the guy gets out of the pile or gets up off the ground, Zay, he looked like he was okay. I mean, it didn't look like they'd cause serious, serious injury, which is, I guess, good news. But now all four of these players, let me make sure I get them right here. It is Tank Brown, the linebacker. It is Kerry Crump, the uh, cornerback. Angelo Gross, a safety. And Zion Young, a defensive end. They've all been suspended. The question is... Should they be facing, like, charges in this story? I I don't think so. That's just me. I know they probably will get charged. They'll probably get in trouble, like you said, the suspension things. Look, if you watch the video, number one for Michigan, there's a code. If we have one tunnel, the team that lost, let them go first. How about you stay on the field at your home stadium and celebrate with everybody else in Ann Arbor? You're saying he but needs no, to wait. No, but yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. He needs to wait. But no, homeboy thought he was slick, somehow slid in there, and he got stomped out. That's what happens. And then nobody talked about this. What if he was talking mess the whole game? What if he was on his Chad Ocho Cinco? I'm going to be talking the whole game. And then if I'm Michigan State, then we get blasted, and, and he wants to come back there. And, and is he try, still is he still talking mess in he, the tunnel? We don't right? know that. Yeah, is yeah. he still talking mess in the tunnel? Right. You know what I'm saying? It's just the, I, I think we haven't looked at, and he shouldn't have been stomped out. And, but, but but still, 
This is a rival game. This, these are football yeah. players. Okay, that's exactly uh, – that's a perfect point for my next question. W- where the hell was his helmet? Did they take it off of him? Because the helmet was thrown. I don't know if they took it off him and threw it at him. Because if he went in there without a helmet, that's insanity. By the time it's over, he has no helmet. Maybe they ripped it off of him. But it, it, it is a bad look when you had multiple Michigan State players in full gear and helmet – and they end up kicking and beating on a guy, and then once he gets up, he's got no helmet on. That is a bad look for these Michigan State dudes. I- I'm going to be surprised if they get to play at Michigan State again. Yeah, it, it definitely That's looks going to be rough. Yeah, where was that fighting on the field? We're getting blasted by 40-something. Right. You want to uh, fight now? Yeah. Okay. It looks bad. Uh, Jim Harbaugh said he's think obviously thinks it should be investigated, and maybe it's an assault. We're gonna we'll see. You just don't want to see that. You don't want to see that in rivalry games. You want to see. I mean, that's an in-state thing. That's supposed to be brother on brother. That's supposed to be a Texas Texas A and M. That's supposed to be a Florida Florida State where you grew up together. You might have gone to the same high schools. You know each other. And at the end of it, there's a handshake. There's a congrats. You won that trophy. There's a certain level of class you got to show in those rivalries and clearly and I don't know which side it is you bring up a great point I don't know who messed it up first but clearly we didn't have enough class at the end of the Paul Bunyan game on Saturday no not at all I mean come on dog if you're gonna go up there first like you there's a great video of my man slithering his way in there see I haven't seen that one see this is yeah, a separate video there's a separate video okay, I haven't seen up that top one of my man number one all white jerseys like 50-something white jerseys going in first. You see a lot of uh, Wolverines standing back, waiting their turn, yeah. getting that love from the Ann Arbor faithful and whatnot. And then homie just slithers in like he has to go number two. Now, if something like that happened, he had trying to go to the restroom uh, and he got okay. caught up and he might have shoulder bumped the wrong person and they lost it then, then, you know, that <laughs> – that, that that's brutal. Like you get your ass beat and you got the BGs. Like that's, I, that's a rough night. But yeah, I, I thought my man could have waited, and it, it was wrong that they stomped him out. You can't be stomping people out and stuff like that. Yeah, Have some class. That's now. a bad look. Yeah, that is a bad bad look. And like you said, when you're the losing team and you got beat and you got beat pretty bad by the end, doing that does look kind of small. So yeah, that story in college football and then in pro football, we got to witness. And maybe we'll get to this other one. There was another call yesterday. I could not believe. But this call on DJ Moore at the end of the Carolina-Atlanta game, I felt so bad for him, Say, I remember when the NFL went to the no-helmet-off rule. It's kind of Emmett Smith's fault because Emmett used to take his helmet off all the time, and they decided to change it and say you can't take your helmet off. So DJ Moore catches this touchdown. And, by the way, what a throw by P.J. Walker. Why would you even think to throw that into the double coverage? It's incredible. Hey, Baker, your job's gone. Yeah, he, that, I think, maybe. Ba- I'm sorry, Baker. It's gone. He jumps up. DJ Moore takes the helmet off. By the time he takes the helmet off and throws it down, he is out of bounds. He's out of the back of the end zone, plus the play's over. But that's not really how the, ru- the rule reads. It says you can't do it. So they flag him. And all I keep imagining, Zay, is the look back and forth between DJ Moore and the kicker for the Panthers. Like, hey, man. Can't you keep your helmet on? (laughs) Hey, man, can't you hit 48 yards? I thought you guys hit 48 for breakfast. I saw you hit 56 the other day, and you wanted me to take a picture so you could put it on Instagram. Hit 48. Pressure burst pipes. That kicker. Hey, 
It don't matter how long it is. He knew what was at stake, and he smoked the hell out of that kick. And mm. I, it's just a weak rule. Like there, did the NFL really not like Emmett Smith's box fade that much? Like back then, where they were like, "We can't, we ain't trying to see your face, Emmett." I thought it looked cool. Like, I thought it was dope. I thought it was good. The only way I would have endorsed that move back then is if Emmett were a lot uglier than he actually is. Yeah, Emmett's a handsome man. Handsome brother. He'd take it off. He'd take the helmet off. And my thing was just like with celebrations. If you don't want Emmett to take the helmet off, tackle him before he gets to the end zone. Now he Emmett, won't take his helmet off. Now Emmett did look like he was thirty-five when he was twenty-five, and it was probably due to that OG box fade that he had. I love him with this gray coming in now. He's really, <laughs> yeah, he's really feeling a- like the old <laughs> Emmett now, isn't he? It's great. No, I don't understand. I'm with you. I'm all about the celebration. Let them have it as long as you are not doing it in the face of an opponent and you're not, you know, not trying to show them up. God, in that situation where all you got left is a few seconds and an extra point, uh, I don't know. I, I know what I know what the sticklers are going to say. It's the rules, and they got to they got to you know, follow the rules and all that. You got third the rules, man. You just I get, get your code. Nobody you don't see other guys taking off their helmet. I get it. I get it. But that's a that's a rough way to lose a football game, and uh, that's ultimately how it was done. The other call I was going to ask you about: Did you see the roughing the passer call in the Jets? Patriots game. Yes. The one that turned that game. Yes, the one Mac Jones. Yes, when it was 10-3, he throws a pick six, would have been 17-3 right before the half. 17-3 Jets at home. And they called the roughing the passer. What'd you think of it? So weak. You didn't like it? No. Okay. No. The only thing I thought was there might you could argue there was about a step. And then I think it's because he gave him that the, the arm shiver in the back. It was like because Mac Jones wasn't looking at him, they were trying to make the defenseless player argument or whatever. But did you hear what Robert Sala said they told him? No. They asked, him, Coach, did you get an explanation? He said, yeah. They, they said he was hit too hard. Oh, my gosh. I mean, it's just what crazy. What do we do? I don't what know. How do you, I'm telling you, you have to run up to these quarterbacks and just straight up push them on the ground like a shove. Yeah, that's need, what they're looking for. I, I, the only thing I, I guess he needed to do is what just sort of chest bumping, but put your hands up. Maybe that's the key. The, the Cowboys Bears play we haven't talked a lot about either. That was uh, I think which Cowboy that was coming in. It was Gol- Golston maybe, but the two hands right to the chest of the quarterback that got called. And I guess they were saying maybe he touched the bottom of the face mask or whatever. That thing, if that had turned the game and the Bears win, I don't know what I'd be thinking today. I'm so glad the Cowboys didn't, you know, made that not matter, but the roughing the passer calls we are seeing. I warned everybody about this. It freaked me out when I saw it in the offseason. The last time they focused on this thing, we had way too many calls. I warned everybody about it in a crap bag and now we are watching it play out. It's terrifying what they're calling. And you're changing, you're literally changing games. But it changes every week. Like, what we think is a rough in the passer call, you'll change every week. But it depends on the player, usually. You know, it depends on the height and weight and size yeah. of the player. Because there are certain guys, you're just not seeing it called on. But then when you got guys like Tom Brady and stuff, you're always like, okay. It's like week to week. Okay, this week we got Brady. We got a hit different. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. this week we got so-and-so. We got to change. The, we got to think about certain things. Like uh, that's, that's ridiculous to have those thoughts, but that's where we are now. That's the way the refs have, you know, just changed the way we look at things. And I get it. We have to 
protect these guys. I don't want to see that to a thing that happened with his fingers. That was scary as hell. I hope that doesn't happen to anybody else. But also, don't take away the game. No, at some point, man, it's these are football plays made by football players, and, and you you got to pay attention. Um, I don't know how many people watched A and M Ole Miss all the way to the end, but they almost called a targeting on this Ole Miss dude, and I'm so glad they reversed it. They called roughing the passer an unnecessary roughness, and they called targeting. He went basically face to chest. I did not see the I did not see the A and M quarterback's helmet as a part of it. They go look at it and they took the targeting away and left the unnecessary roughness on it. And I'm telling you, Zay, it was like three fourths of the throw was done, but he was hitting him <laughs> as he's releasing the ball, yeah. like the motion of the. And I'm sitting here as a fan of the quarterback's team, just thinking, no, that's not a flag. Do not throw that. Do not kick him out certainly or I'm glad they didn't kick him out but they still went with the unnecessary roughness we are seeing way too much of that nowadays so yeah they're just going to have to figure out ways to be even more careful hold off uh throw those throwing those hands up I think helps sometimes maybe just like bump them with your body but to throw your hands up you know you can't land with any weight oh my god don't use your weight at all I mean come on yeah yeah uh, a lot of craziness over the weekend. Let us know what you thought. Specs text line 337-3776. Up next, Why Today Matters. You know it is Halloween. We'll tell you who's got a Halloween birthday. There's one that's absolutely perfect in the world of sports. Plus, Why Today Matters to me. Well, The Rock and his crew announced what the XFL teams, names, and logos and the cities are going to be. I like some of them, but they made one huge glaring mistake, in my opinion. I'm going to tell you what that is coming up on The Horn. I definitely should know this, right? Yeah, you should know this. Ludicrous? That's it. There we go. That's it. Okay. There's a lot of numbers in this song. Yeah. I didn't know there'd be math. <laughs> Maybe those were all area codes. I'm not sure, but uh, I was able to recognize that. I've got bros in different area codes. Yeah, the... Better version is I got I got hoes. Yeah, right, yeah. exactly. Okay, so this is kind of an homage to the first one, and we're just doing a different version. Yeah, it's the clean version. The cleaner version. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Is he uh, saying bros or pros? Oh, do you say pros? I like pros. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. So he. Like this is women. This is just the clean. Okay, I got you. Seven one three. What you gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> that is great. I have. Uh, I have not heard like the full catalog of Ludacris, but what I believe Ludacris is specifically good at is Ludacris can come up with like a clearly thought out, a clearly thought out rap and rhyme that describes something completely filthy, and somehow it's acceptable to everyone. Yeah, everyone. 
yeah, What's Your Fantasy might be one of the most filthy songs of all time. And they used to play that like crazy when it was hot. Sometimes I'll just sit around in a public, anytime in a public setting, like where families are around, when they play Yeah by when he's on the deal with, uh, oh, yeah, uh, with Usher. Usher. Mm-hmm. They get to Ludacris's part, and I always look around and watch and see if anybody reacts. I'm like, wow, that is a filthy, filthy verse, and nobody blinked. <laughs> Ludacris is a genius. He is a genius that he can do that. It's incredible. All right, so Ludacris, we had a little eight ball and MJG to start the hour. That was a great beat. Uh, Taylor Dane, Judas Priest, Santana, David Bowie. You know Zay's going to be all over the place with the music, and that is what we count on with this show. It is Chad and Zay on a Monday. Longhorns cranking it back up, getting ready for K-State. If you missed it, it's two purple teams running that conference, and they're both in the evening, 6 o'clock at K-State, 6.30 coming back to host TCU. Those two kick times have been set, so plan accordingly. Also plan to come join the watch party at Lavaca Street Bar on South Lamar. Just think of the rhyme, Lavaca Street Bar, South Lamar. That's where we're going to be this Saturday. All right, so we've hit some of the big issues in football. We'll continue to clean a lot of that up. I will not be tired of talking about the Cowboys and Bears. To the texter that texted in earlier, you beat the Bears. Come on, man. How dare you? How dare you? No apologizing for NFL wins. This Bear team's tough. Ever. Plus, they whipped them by three touchdowns. If the Cowboys had beaten the Bears like 18-17, I wouldn't have come in here dancing and prancing. They whipped them and hung 49. And Micah Parsons had a great freaky defensive moment like he always does. Yeah, and the Cowboys were clearly without their best player, according to Jerry Jones, Ezekiel Elliott. The Uh, guy that they're going to put everything on and say we need him to get where we got to go. When we don't have 21, it's like he cut our arm off. Zay, you're going to have to excuse me. Emmett was there. Do you understand? When Emmett, when Emmett is around, I get focused on running backs. So I convince myself that's all we need is a running back. I once told Troy Aikman, 500 guys could quarterback this team. No, I didn't. He didn't do that. He didn't do that. He told Jimmy that uh, told somebody that 500 guys could coach the team. That's what it was. Um, but yes, he did say Jerry Jones saying that they still you know they'll they'll go as far as Zeke takes them. That's got some people talking today. But overall, Tony Pollard in the performance that he had, the defense overall um, you know made plays when they needed to, like the Micah Parsons play. But there's a I mean there's a flashing light there with that much rushing yardage given up to the Bears. We've talked about that today as well. Cowboys rush defense has got to step up. Uh, all right, so we've got Ball Don't Lie coming up when we are done. The Monday night lineup with Soccer Matters at 7. Shout out to Austin FC. Hell of a season, but it is now over in the Western Conference final. They were clearly not the better team yesterday. Glenn Davis will be talking about that at 7. Instant Serious coming up at 8 o'clock tonight. Be sure to catch that Monday lineup. All right, let's get you a Halloween edition of Why Today Matters. There's one birthday today that's always so perfect. Here we go. Why Today Matters, brought to you by Sinus and Snoring Specialists. Get sinus and snoring relief with Dr. Daniel Slaughter at Sinus and Snoring Specialists. 512-601-0303 or sinussnoringent.com. All right, Zay, do you know the birthday that I'm about to mention? One of the goats in sports, but also for many, one of the devils in sports has a Halloween birthday. No. Saban. Ah. Yeah. Nick is 71 years old today. He's one of my favorite Halloween birthdays in sports. Uh, not a whole lot in that world. Uh, there's a lot. There's some actors and stuff. Vanilla Ice is a Halloween birthday. 
Vanilla Ice is 55 today. Damn, Ice. That makes me feel old that Mr. Rob Van Winkle is that old. You know who else was born on Halloween was uh, Will Smith's kid, Willow, the the girl. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 22. She's 22. She's a little nutty, but yeah. She's 22, man. That makes, that makes uh, I'm going to say us, not just me. That makes us old if yeah. she's 22 years old. Come yeah, on. Yeah, she's a little nutty, but the whole family is. Also, if you're a Bill Murray freak, Bill Murray's uh, brother, Brian Doyle Murray, that's in a lot of movies with him, he's got a birthday today. Uh, the late, great John Candy had a birthday on Halloween, uh, which made sense, right? John Candy, Halloween. See, uh, Rob Schneider, <laughs> 59 today. Happy birthday to Rob. Remember that crazy hunk of trivia? The singer, L. King, is Rob Schneider's daughter. It's one of the weirdest little things that's that, is that I've learned in the last few years. I'm like, wait, that Rob Schneider? Yeah, that's her dad. Uh, and also, if you're a fan of Little House on the Prairie back in the day, grew up on it like I did in the 80s, Michael Landon was a Halloween baby. Uh, 86 is what he would have been today. He died back in the early 90s. Uh, in addition to Halloween, it's Girl Scout Founders Day. My wife uh, does a lot of good work with the Girl Scouts, so we'll give them a shout-out. The Caramel Apple Gets its own day today. Zay, we talked about candy that we were into earlier. Were you ever into the caramel apple thing? Nah, that's a weird type of candy. I don't, you know, I'm not a big caramel apple guy. Like hard shell of caramel, and then I'm biting into an apple on the yeah, backside of that? That's they're doing the most. That's they're gonna, doing the most. My mouth is not that complex. It, it's going <laughs> to freak out if you try to do that. Yeah. Something else I can't stand to eat. Have you ever had a deep fried ear of corn? What the hell is that? Ear of corn? Like they take a little corn, you know, corn on the cob and they fry it. You'd think it'd be the greatest thing in the world, but once it hits my hits your lips, you realize, oh wait, my brain feels the fried texture and wants to eat all of it. But you can't eat the cob, right? Because you're not an ant, you know, you're not a horse or a mule. So then you have to figure out how to carefully eat something that's deep fried, and it just it's confusing. I can't do it. Yeah, that's some real country stuff that you know about. I don't think I've now, gone that route. Now, look, I don't know how country it was. It might have been available at my local cotton patch. <laughs> I think you're right. I might have been at the cotton patch when that happened, so I'm not going to lie to you. Wow. When my wife and I started dating in Nacogdoches back in the day in East Texas, we did hit the cotton patch for some fine dining. Now, give me a good Mexican cup of corn. I'm good with that. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, speaking of Mexican food, yesterday, my dad and I watched the Cowboys game at this little Mexican food place in Hearn where they had the hotel. They had something called sopapilla nachos. What? Little little triangles of sopapillas with the cinnamon and sugar, caramel sauce on top with strawberries, bananas, you know, so you feel like you're eating good, and then a <laughs> big old scoop of ice cream right in the middle. Mmm. That sounds serious. It was damn good. Yeah. It I'm, was really, like really good. I man. Yes. Oh, I could do that. Yeah, can definitely me, do that. Give me some honey, nice hot soup of pia. It's all in popping. Uh-huh. There you go. All right. Uh, why today matters. It is Halloween. It is also the day when we found out officially the XFL teams and logos and names. Zay, do you, oh, do you care gosh. at all? Do you care at all? No, but yeah, at the same time. <laughs> no, but yeah. You might as well call it the Texas XFL because that's all the teams are basically in Texas. I'm so excited there's three Texas teams, so how dare you for that comment? We need teams in Texas. I love it. Let me go from uh, the bottom up here on this list. The Vegas Vipers, so they were in Tampa in the last version. They're going to Vegas, bringing back the St. Louis Battle Hawks. That team got some love in St. Louis. They put... They 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 got like twenty five to thirty thousand for a couple games. 
hell out of they here. They did, and they had uh, they're missing their Rams that much. They are. They had Tayamu, the quarterback from Ole Miss. I hope they. I'm glad they're bringing him back. I like the logo. The Seattle team is now the Sea Dragons. They were just the Dragons. Now they're the Sea Dragons with Jim Hazlitt. I like their logo. Maybe the best logo of all is San Antonio. The San Antonio Brahmas. Nice move, XFL. Little nod to the Rock because his nickname was the Brahma, the Brahma Bull back in the day. They're going to play in the Alamo Dome. Heinz Ward is the coach. And you need to check that logo out. If you love football in San Antonio, you might be getting you some gear. That's a cool Brahma's logo. Orlando Guardians, uh, the Houston Roughnecks are back. This is P.J. Walker's team. Zay, when P.J. Okay. Walker was making his name, yeah. it was the Houston Roughnecks. I love that vibe and you know connecting with the, the Roughneck history there in Houston. The D.C. Defenders in the Washington, D.C. area. And then we come to the one mistake. Why change the Dallas team's name to Arlington? I understand they're physically in Arlington because they're playing in the old Rangers stadium. They're playing at Choctaw. The Dallas Renegades sounded fine. Your logo was cool. Stoops is your coach. They're going to be the Arlington Renegades? Nobody around the country knows where that is. (laughs) Nobody knows. That's true. Say Dallas. Stop being so complicated when you don't need to be. Dallas Renegades. Then they'll know the basic area. You can get them to Arlington once they get off the plane. Zay, when people hear Arlington, they think of Washington, D.C. They don't think of Texas. Hmm. What the heck are they doing with this name? I still like the logos. I'm going to support a spring football league because I'm all about that. And hopefully they're actually going to have home games unlike this weird thing we just had. Where oh, every, that, and that Alabama. Where everybody's in Birmingham? Birmingham. Yeah, yeah, Dude, yeah. I'm going to make a plan <laughs> to try to go to a game and take my, my – I'll call my dad up. Hey, let's go to a Renegades game or let's go to San Antonio or whatever. Hopefully now we can figure that out, but I don't like that they're calling them the Arlington Renegades. Yeah, hopefully this league doesn't kick a player out for getting their own dinner and not eating the pizza like – the rest of them did, and the USFL, that was both. That's what so, it was. It was the USFL yeah, that did that. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully that works out. Uh, I love P.J. Walker. I love Taylor Haneke, guys that were in the XFL and now are looking really good in the National Football League, and that's what that's the best part about these spring football leagues. It's getting yeah. guys another chance to be seen, guys that maybe are forgotten in the NFL, giving them another shot and another opportunity to maybe make some money off of this kid's game that you grew up loving and playing. So I'm all for that. Will I be watching it? Probably not. Probably not. Probably yeah, no, not. I, I got you. Probably I understand. Not. I understand. There's a lot of people like that. Uh, and uh, I, I, I admit I had a tough time with everything I was doing trying to peek in on the USFL. We'll see how the XFL does. They will re- give that the rebirth in spring of 20. All right, stems and seeds before we get out of here. Big firing in college football. We'll go back over that and get you set up for tonight. Hopefully a World Series game, definitely a Monday night football game, and we'll talk about it on the horn. About to wrap it up on a Monday. Hope you have a great Halloween. Keep it safe out there. Have a great time. Get yourself to November tomorrow when the holidays start to be about a little more substantive food. But enjoy that candy tonight. We all do that. All right, Zay, what do we got here? Life's a B, Nas and AZ. Nas and AZ. AZ? AZ, yeah. From the firm, 
That's like Nas's crew. Okay, I've never heard of I played AZ. AZ. I played AZ a couple weeks okay. ago, I think, as an intro AZ. for Hour 3. It was just an instrumental, but yeah, it's a classic song on Nas' first album, Illmatic. Nas is unbelievable, man. Unbelievable. Now, that's one of the best ever for you, right? Oh, for sure. Nas, yeah. For sure. Uh, all right, so little Nas and AZ, Ludacris, 8-Ball and MJG, Taylor Dane, Judas Priest, Santana, David Bowie, I think some of the stuff Zay just plays it, so I'll say it back later because it just entertains him that much. I think that's probably true. Uh, we hope you are having a good Halloween so far. We got some stuff to get to before we get out of here. Let me uh, remind everybody tomorrow we got a special time uh, for Under the Lights because we have Chris Beard with a Longhorn Weekly tomorrow at 7. So Under the Lights is going to move to 8. But they will still be out there at Bush's Chicken on 620. So get on out there. Last week of the regular season, playoffs coming up. They'll have interviews, previews, and all of that. Plus, you get to have some of that good Bush's Chicken. So get on out there to the 620 location tomorrow. Again, special start time, 8 o'clock for Under the Lights. All right, let's get you uh, some stems and seeds here. We got a lot of NFL notes, too. No stress, no seeds, no stems, no sticks. Brought to you by AV Consultations, 255-8678, or go to avconsultations.com. I should say football notes. They're kind of all over the place here. Auburn fired Brian Harson earlier in the show. We talked about that. And now, Zay, you're telling me a big name in the NFL is moving here. So we had Robert Quinn move from the Bears and Roquan Smith, Roquan Smith, Raekwon, Roquan Smith, uh, flipped out about it. Not flipped out. Got a little emotional about it. Now he's gone. Yep, he's gone. He'll be going to the Baltimore Ravens for Ooh. a couple of draft picks. Interesting move. It is a good move. Going, Interesting move, but it's a good move. Going to a much, much more impactful team. Yeah. for him. Man, that's interesting. A talent like that going to Baltimore. Keep your eyes peeled there. Texas and TCU is set for a 6.30 kick. 6 o'clock, obviously, this weekend with K-State. That's uh, I think that's good news overall, Zay. Good news for the fan base. That tells you what Kansas State and TCU have been doing. Now let's see if the Longhorns can stand up to these two challenges. Yeah, yeah, but you got to be nervous if you're a Horns fan and if you saw what Kansas State did to Oklahoma State. That was an absolute mm. beatdown. Like, it was a beatdown like Michigan and uh, that Minnesota, Michigan State no. locker room type of beatdown. Mm. Like, it was brutal. Will they have Will Howard? Will they have uh, 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 Adrian Martinez? We don't know, but, yeah, it'll be a tough one for the Horns in Manhattan on Saturday. Yeah, K-State is 13 in the new AP poll. TCU is 7. Those are obviously the two opponents coming for Texas. Georgia still 1. Tennessee is 2. That's right. It's a 1-2 matchup this week. Tennessee at Georgia. And how about this update on that game? If you're rooting for Tennessee, Nolan Smith, the outside linebacker for Georgia and stud pass rusher, he is doubtful for the game, according to Kirby Smart. He's dealing with a shoulder injury that they now believe is a pec injury, like a muscle deal with the pec. Uh, He's not officially ruling him out, but he says probably doubtful. Uh, what a ball game this is going to be, Zay. CBS 230. We'll be previewing it throughout the week. A one versus two, Georgia and Tennessee. Tennessee made it through all the landmines. They whipped Kentucky. Nice Halloween Man. weekend performance. They look great in the black and orange. Now let's see what they look like in Athens. That could be a hell of a ball game. 
Yeah, it should be a hell of a ball game. You know, Hendon Hooker, he looks like the Heisman man to beat right now. And going into Athens, we know how good that defense is. Stetson Bennett, he's been all right as of late. He's kind of come back down to that Stetson Bennett that we've seen, a little inconsistent, really relying on their run game and that defense to get them the dubs for Georgia. But, yeah, one versus two, can't beat that. So – Make an argument for me. Has has Georgia been tested or not? Because they started with that Oregon game, and they took—I mean, they took them apart. Now Oregon looks like a pretty damn good football team. So has Georgia been tested or not? I mean, I don't think that same Oregon team is playing now that we saw at the beginning of the season. So yeah, nah, not really. This is their first test. Tennessee, because Tennessee feels tested. They've right? been tested. Tennessee, they've been tested. Tennessee beat Bama. Now they have not. The key for Tennessee is all the biggest games so far are in Knoxville. Now they got to go there. Now they got to go hang in Athens, Georgia, which is a big-time environment. That one's going to be incredible to talk about throughout the week. By the way, also shout-out to that Texas women's basketball team. It wasn't just the men that whipped somebody in an exhibition. Women beat DePaul 105-62. Remember, the women's team is preseason number three. Uh, Sonia Morris, the transfer, 21 points. I like her. She's in nice. In that game. Woo. She's nice. The transfer from BYU, she's yep. nice with it. She was very good uh, over the weekend. That was yesterday when that game happened. So the men's game, first one is next Monday against UTEP. The women's first regular season game will be Friday on Veterans Day, 11-11. Put that on your calendar. They're taking on Louisiana. Ball Don't Lie coming up with Rod and Harge as we get Texas K-State week started. Remember, it's a 6 o'clock kick on Saturday. Enjoy your Monday. Cross your fingers. We get a World Series game tonight. We know we're getting Monday night football. Enjoy all that. Enjoy your Halloween. Be safe out there. Back tomorrow. See ya!